Welcome to Bikini Diaries. I'm Naima Thompson, businesswoman and IFBB bikini professional. Here, you will get the inside scoop from many bikini professionals and myself as we dive deep into the inner core of our triumphs, hardships, and evolution. This podcast was made to inspire, resonate, and enlighten others with all talks bikini in hopes that you never give up on your dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's talk bikini. Dear Diary. This episode is brought to you guys by Team Boss Bodies. Have you ever wanted to prep for a show but have nowhere to start? Are you that person who has no interest in prepping for a show at all, but you just want to get that really nice bikini bod? Or have you already accomplished your bikini bod and you've already been on stage, but you just want something a little bit more in your prep? You're just really ready to take it to the next level. Are you someone who wants to try a healthy approach to this dieting game? You want individualized attention and someone to be your guide telling you exactly what to do and when to do it and to also be your number one supporter. If you want to feel a part of a community where all of your goals really matter and you're achieving results and the results are actually maintainable, then I am so excited to invite you into the club. Team Boss Bodies is exactly for you. We specialize in women's health. We help women to reach their health and fitness goals. We believe in keeping food as high as possible and cardio as low as possible. We customize your meal plans to your likes and your dislikes. And we also create a plan that is sustainable for your life for the long haul. You also have the option of choosing a more flexible plan if you want to count macros. Each plan includes your training, nutrition, cardio, and supplementation. Plans are adjusted weekly to a bi-weekly basis, and you are checking in twice a week. There's ongoing assessment to target your strengths and your weaknesses, weekly consultations, and ongoing guidance. You get 24-7 access to your coaches through text and email. And let's not forget our perks. We have a Facebook group that's going to help keep you accountable and invite you into a community that loves you and that is on the same journey as you. And team shows to get all of our girls involved. So if this is for you and you're ready to give it a try, you can go to teambossbodies.com slash apply and use the code Bikini Diaries for 15% off your packages. Now let's get into the episode. A big hello to you. I cannot even believe it's already Tuesday again. I feel like last week just flew by. It literally feels like it was just yesterday when we were talking and enjoying and giggling and sharing and listening to another wonderful woman and her story. But before we get started, I want to put this review on display because I absolutely love listening and reading you guys' reviews. It means so much to me, so let's get into it. This is from Cutely Addicting. Thank you for being one of the first podcasts to go more into the emotional side of competitions. I love getting to hear the girls I look up to and admire stories of everything they have over 
come to become IFBB pros. Keep being amazing. Thank you so much. I absolutely love that you spent your time to leave a review for the podcast, and this is just going to help us keep going. So this next episode is a really good one, especially for us figure competitors. Or if you're a figure competitor and you want to, you're thinking about going into bikini, or maybe you're already a bikini competitor and you're thinking about switching to figure, but you just have no idea where to start, what to do, how to really dissect and really um, choose, you know, which category is best for you. Well, this competitor was a figure competitor and now she's an IFBB bikini professional. So if you're thinking about making the switch or you're having a hard time choosing which category is best for you, you might want to tune in to this episode. We also talk about the extremes of prep and is prep really that extreme? Hmm, I can't wait till you guys hear what she has to say. We also talk about how to structure your show choice Exactly how many shows should you be competing in for the entire year? And how do you go about structuring that? And when is it the best time to start picking out your shows for the next season? How important are sponsorships? And do they even really mean anything? These are all things that we're going to talk about and that you're going to learn about. And you're absolutely going to love what we have to share. Also, this may give you a little bit of hint of who she is, but we talk about natural hair on stage and girls should be wearing our natural hair on stage. Is this ever going to be a thing where you see afros and really, really big, thick, curly, curly hair on stage? Is that going to be a thing? Should we do it? So these are all things that we think about and we want to learn more about. And I cannot wait to formally introduce to you this IFBB bikini professional. Her and I, we go way back. I was actually there when she became a professional. And now we both work on the same team. We're both thriving, loving each other, and spreading positive energy to one another. And it just goes to show you how big of an impact this sport is and how much closer it brings all of us like-minded individuals together. Sorry, I'm just so excited. So without further ado, I am so excited and delighted to introduce to you IFBB bikini professional, Tiffany Van. Hello, Tiffany. How are you, girl? I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for coming today on the Bikini Diaries podcast. Thank you for having me, actually. (laughs) I am so excited because I'm going to start the way I always start the bikini podcast and it's it's going to start with the the thing I called bikini hack just to get to know you so everyone can learn a little bit about who Tiffany is. So with my first question, where are you from, Tiffany? I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. Awesome. And are you still living there currently? No, currently I live in Chicago, Illinois. I've been here for about 10 years. Nice. So if anyone lives in Chicago, Illinois, they can hit you up and hang out with you, have coffee, go for drinks, whatever. You're there. Exactly. (laughs) How many years have you been competing? Uh, uh, Since 2012. So this is my sixth year. Wow. Wow. Six years. So you're definitely not a newbie at all. No, not a newbie. I started off in figure, but um, and I switched over to bikini in 2014, 
Um, so not a newbie, fought for that pro card for a few years and I'm happy to be here. Favorite muscle group to work out and why? Of course, glutes, um, because I feel like that's the area that I'm constantly trying to improve upon. Um, just getting more size there, which isn't an issue on the off season as most bikini girls, it's not, but just maintaining muscle in the glutes so that when you diet down, that there's something still left by the time you reach the stage. You know, you have like the best workout videos on Instagram. Like when it comes to legs, like you have everything down. Like I've watched so many of your videos. Oh, thank you. I try and I try to switch it up. And I also, I, I watch a lot of other competitors actually. So I'm constantly like taking a little bit here um, and there from other people and tweaking it because I do know my body's own needs, but just trying to like learn and grow every day. Perfect. So what would you prefer, donuts or ice cream? Ice cream. Yes, I love <laughs> ice cream. What flavor? Uh, vanilla. I know it's boring. Unless <laughs> it's Halo Top, I like their cookies and cream. Oh, okay. So I like Halo Top. Their peanut butter is like amazing. Oh my God. I think that is too. Yes. I love that one too. Yes, I agree. So uh, pizza or burgers? Pizza all day. Mm, what kind? Um, veggie, cheese. I'm not a big meat eater, actually. I was honestly vegan for a while, for a couple years. I decided to eat meat again. I felt like my body was craving it, especially as a competitor. But I really like a vegetarian diet, so I usually go for veggie pizza. Nice. Okay. So coolest gym you have ever been to? Um, that's quad. So it's here on the north side of Chicago. It just is kind of very old school. It has like all of those machines that you just wouldn't find in a conventional gym. Um, I just love it there. I don't get there that often just because it's so far away. But whenever I can, I love to go there. They have the best glute equipment. Ooh, that sounds like so much fun. I, I love gyms. Like there's nothing like getting into a nice gym that has all this amazing equipment and just like, you know, working out to your fullest potential and getting in those really hardcore workouts. Yep. And also going to a gym where there's a lot of other competitors or people that's just like really serious about fitness. I like that atmosphere. So that's definitely one of those gyms where everybody's in there like working very hard, not really, you know, just in there just to be in there so i like that as well <laughs> tiffany what keeps you motivated um just the constant desire to improve and just knowing that there's always something else to work on so i feel like bodybuilding to me is a lot like dance so in dance there was always something that i could improve upon um i maybe i needed to turn better or to work on my jumps there was always something that I was striving for, and it's the same thing with bodybuilding. So I'm always, no matter how well I place or not, I know that there's something that I can like make better for myself personally. It's not even about like the judge's opinion. It's just what I'm choosing to focus on and what I want to work on for myself. Wow, yeah, that's so important. So many of us focus on um, you know the growth of other people, and and they forget that like your your main 
the main reason why you're doing all of this is to improve on yourself. So I, I applaud you for really, you know, owning in and focusing on your strengths and, you know, getting better um, and bettering yourself. So that's, that's very amazing tip. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I want to know, cause you, you mentioned earlier that you've done figure, you've done bikini. So what is your biggest bikini moment? What is the greatest moment? Huh. I think I, one of my greatest moments was actually earning the pro card. Um, I was a person who would do maybe one to three shows per year. And that was it. I'm like, okay, I'm wrapping this up because I always believed in giving your body a rest. And the year that I won my pro card, like I set in my head, like I'm going to chase this thing down. Like I really want it. So if this is the year that I'm on stage for eight shows, I'm going to be on stage for eight shows because I wanted to make sure that I achieved this goal. Like, I'm not going to put it off any longer. Um, so I went to Junior USA's that year, and lo and behold, the very first show, uh, national show of the year, I actually earned my pro card. But it didn't make it any less gratifying because it was something that I had been desiring to do for a while. So that was, like, a great accomplishment, and it, it was just it, it was one of the happiest times. You know, it's so funny because I was there when you turned pro. (laughs) I remember meeting you and you were the sweetest thing and we had like the best conversations. And it's one of those things like you go to these shows and you don't always connect with girls. And I'm very like to myself, so I never talk to anyone. But I talked to you. You were so sweet, so open with me. And then when the show was over, you're like, I'm a a pro. And we're like, what? Oh, my God. (laughs) Yep. And I remember you as well, and I remember how sweet you were. And honestly, you were very, like, me meeting you that day was key in where I am now because uh, you told me about my current coach. Well, our current coach, Casey Marshall, I just remember having a conversation with you about her, and that led me to, like, seek her out and just ask her more questions. And she ended up becoming my coach. So I'm like, it was really, that was an important day, and me meeting you, like, had a lot to do with that. Oh, thank you. And I've noticed that you've been very successful um, every time you step on stage and your physique is just improving every single year and you're just killing it, Tiffany. Like, I know like you're going to go far. It's it's amazing. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. So last question, if you could pick one, what would be your favorite prepping stage day or post show treats? Oh, wow. Um, Stage day. Uh, I love the journey, so that's why it's, it's it's almost a tie. But I know you want me to pick one. So like prepping, <laughs> I really love that journey. Um, even those last few, I call them struggle weeks. Like those last two weeks of depletion. Like I honestly like crave that. I don't know, call me crazy or something. But I do like that because I feel like it's helping you get where you need to be. But I do. Um, I'm a performer at heart, so like talk about dance like I have that performance background I just love being up there on stage and like showcasing the hard work even if it's only for like a couple minutes <laughs> I just love it and um, I really like crave that so I would say show day if I had to choose but the prep part is a very close second oh wow that's amazing like a lot of girls they they're so intimidated by prepping and I love to hear that you're not intimidated and you do enjoy you know the journey just as much as you enjoy that day where you're on stage like you said you have a a huge background in dance it's like where you live where you thrive and that's that's wonderful girl yeah thank you so 
I have a loaded question. Um, I, I love that we did this bikini hack because I already feel like we have gotten to know a little bit about who Tiffany is. Um, but exactly how did you start your fitness journey? Bring us back to where this all began and how your love for fitness is where it is today. Okay, so I actually started in my senior year of college. I got injured. So I was dancing, um, always used to being very active. And I got injured my last year. I got a stretch fracture in my shin. So I was I was out for the count. Like I danced the first month of school and then was out all the way until like the last month of school. Um, so I was sent to rehab. Um, I had to swim to do Pilates and yoga at a certain point when I was able to like bear weight on that leg. But it was like a long process. However, I think it was good for me in a sense because um, having to do Pilates and yoga kind of sparked my interest in fitness more I came back when I was able to dance and I felt like wow I'm stronger I have better balance I'm more agile I'm more flexible I had like better control over my body and I'm like there's something to this so that kind of led me to pursue those uh, disciplines a little bit more and then eventually I found weightlifting and I'm like wow I'm even stronger and like now I aesthetically look uh better with muscle you know like it changed me so much and I was I attributed to that injury like I probably never would have went that route I was afraid of the weights you know dancers we don't want to bulk up we don't want muscle um and it was it's just such a I mean it really is like not a true thing like you should definitely have muscle but I didn't know that so this kind of led me to something that I would have never have fallen into had I not got that injury so that's kind of how my journey started and it's just going on from there Beautiful. And you said you started um, doing figure. So tell us a little bit about why you decided that you were going to do figure. Um, I decided I was going to do figure because my body doesn't have a problem putting on muscle. Um, so I'm very quad dominant. I have, I've been an athlete, meaning a dancer. So like I was able to put on muscle. My shape, I just thought I was suited for figure. Um, now, I started in 2012, though, so figure looked a lot different then than it looks now. Um, if I had started now, I'm pretty sure I would have just gone straight into bikini. But at the time, like I thought that my body looks more suited towards figure. You mentioned your body looked more suited towards figure. If I was someone who was like, you know, I'm not sure if I want to do bikini because I have to strut and I can't walk in heels. Um, but I kind of like the whole figure thing. How would someone, what would you tell them um, to help them decide as far as like which category they should be in? Is it like more of like how their body is structured? Is it more of just like, oh, if I want to be in this category, I'm just going to pick that one and they'd be very successful. How would they dissect the two and what tips would you give them and to help them choose which category they would want to be in? I would definitely say choose the one that your body is more structured towards um not to say that you can't eventually grow into another one so say you are more of a bikini body type but you just really have an admiration for figure competitors i would still start in bikini so you can find a level of success there first and then allow your body the time to grow and adapt and to build that muscle so that you can move into figure um i think it would just be too big of a battle if you are going straight away towards figure um, or bikini if your body were more suited towards one or the other. So not uh, you would have to diet down way too much if you're in figure, and that would just be, like, it might dampen your experience 
or for bikini if you're naturally you hold less muscle um and you're trying to go into figure i just feel like it's going to like dampen your your um, experience and not allow you to feel success um so just start with one and then grow towards the other one or however you want to do it just like i would go with where your body is more structured beautiful answer i think that was great advice i know a lot of us are just like i don't really know what to do so that's wonderful. We'll definitely consider making sure that we look at the structure of the figure competitors versus the structure of the bikini competitors and kind of assess, um, you know, our bodies to that structure. Um, how would how would the training differ, though? Um, I know the figure competitors are a lot more muscular and, um, you know, in size and a little bit more cut. How is the training different versus figure and bikini? I would say that the training for bikini is a lot more glute focused. Um, however, um, bikini competitors train just as hard, I believe, as figure competitors. We do have to lift heavy. We it, Well, it depends on your body type, but I do lift heavy. I taper off of lifting heavy closer to shows just because I believe the biggest difference for me personally, I'm going to speak about my experience with the diet. So I ate more as a figure competitor than I do as a bikini competitor. Um, and then I also, I would, just going out on a limb, I would say that some of the figure competitors are using more um, performance enhancements. Not all of them, but I do think that that plays a, a factor in the look as well. Do you think that you have to use performance enhancements um, in order to be very successful in figure? Yeah, I honestly, I feel like you do, um, unless you're just very, genetically, you are very, very muscular and you sit very hard. Um, some people, that is their case, that is their situation. But if I had to guess, I would say that more of them are using performance enhancements and maybe like to a higher degree than um, bikini competitors. Now, when you were in figure, did you feel pressured um, to, um, you know, use those enhancements in order to become successful in figure? I think that was, uh, well, that was definitely why I switched. So I didn't feel that pressure, but I was at that crossroads. So I was at the crossroads where it was like, okay, I feel like I've reached what I can, I've reached the end of what I can do naturally here. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I didn't want to um, take any drugs or enhancements. So I said, okay, so I have a choice. I could take drugs, which that's not an option for me, um, or I can go down to bikini. And I chose to go down to bikini. Beautiful. And I'm actually very happy that I did. I am too, because you look amazing, girl. Like, oh, my Thank God. You. <laughs> Thank you. So is that what other factors um, made you want to switch to bikini? Um, I would say that was the biggest uh, factor, actually, in – I wanted to do figure at first because honestly, I thought that I would not like bikini uh, posing. Go figure, I just thought, oh, they do too much. I don't wanna do that. <laughs> but I love uh, bikini posing now. Um, so I like really wanted to stay in figure for a while and I was a little bit torn, but um, I love bikini. I feel like it's where I'm supposed to be. Perfect. So, uh, the body type was the main thing for me. Yeah, but I, I definitely feel like your structure is perfect for both. I've seen some of your figure, um, you know, you and your figure suit versus your bikini suit, and you do well transferring over just fine. 
Um, so with bikini, when you first started, uh, you know, doing bikini, what was your biggest struggles as far as like, you know, switching to a completely different division? I think bringing muscle down in the right places and building muscle in the right places. Um, so I worked a lot on widening my back, um, and getting like more back development and it just didn't matter at all in bikini. So I had to like really alter my workouts and to where like I was doing less or had less of a back focus and I really had to work on kind of streamlining my legs. So I need, they were a little bit too big and I, they're even a struggle now sometimes like I have to streamline my workouts so that my legs are not dominant and that I can really focus on like making the glutes pop. Beautiful. Thank you so much for, um, you know, opening up to us and letting us know that if you want to switch, it's perfectly fine. And yeah, sometimes, you know, it may be a little bit tough because there's nuances, but there, yep. but you can definitely overcome these things. And I think it's silly that you said you couldn't, you know, you're afraid of the posing, but I feel like your posing is superb. I love the way you pose. I love you. your presentation on stage and that's beautiful. So after you started doing um, bikini and you started you know, becoming very successful, you got that pro card and then you switched teams, correct? You went from one coach to the next? Yes, I did. Um, and that was a struggle for me just because I really did love my coach and you know, like you have a loyalty to someone, especially if they, they help you get achieve that goal that you've been setting out to do. Um, but I was just my biggest reason for switching over was just wanting to try a different approach. Um, so I know that my former coach, awesome guy, really great coach. Um, I think I was the first person that he turned uh, pro in bikini. He had other figure pros. Um, so I just wanted to try a different approach to diet, to training, all of those things. And after having spoken to you, I felt like just something in me just told me to reach out to Casey. And I'm I'm very glad I did. And I still have a wonderful relationship with my other coach, but um, it was just a good move. Oh my God, the honorary tees are now available. <laughs> I am stoked. These tees were designed by me and they represent everything this podcast is about. Strength, overcoming struggles, making the impossible possible, having a voice in the sport, and of course, never giving up on your dreams. If you want to be a supporter of this movement, then head over to naimafit.com slash shop to grab yours today. I will be ever so grateful. Wonderful. And, and what advice would you give to someone who's struggling with um, trying to make those that that switch? A lot of us, a lot of us bikini competitors, we're afraid to do that. You know, we're afraid to open up and tell our coach, hey, no, I don't agree with this or I agree with that. Like, what advice would you give to someone who's struggling with that? I would say definitely do your research and make sure that you're making a sound decision first. So like even after talking to you, I talked to several other people on the team. I talked to the coach herself. Um, I just looked at a lot of her competitors. Um, I researched her approach. Um, and I would just say, like, make sure you research. Don't just research one coach. I looked at other coaches as well. Um, and just make sure that you are very confident in your decision and then go for it. Thank you, Tiffany. What I want to know, um, because you were saying that 
there's all these different things that you need to take into consideration. What things do you, as a bikini competitor, take into, into consideration when deciding a coach? Um, so I talked a lot about, I think it's the journey to the stage. So nutrition is a big thing for me. Um, it's not just about getting on stage and that one day of how you look. It's maintaining your health throughout the process. So I wanted to make sure that, one, the lifestyle was sustainable to me. And I, if I felt like um, the diet was going to um, wreak havoc to my health, my hormones, I didn't want to do it. You know, like I wanted to I want to be in this sport for a while. So I wanted to make sure that I was taking like the healthiest approach possible. Um, so that was the main thing to me, like how a, a coach gets you to the stage, how they will um, guide you during your off season, just all those things, because I feel like it's, it's more than just one single day. Can you give us an example of maybe like a day in a life of Tiffany on a like what would a healthy approach be um, in, in, in diet and nutrition? Um, OK, yeah, sure. So my diet is uh, a good balance of like carbs, fats and proteins. It's not very isolated. I've seen people on low carb diets for like months at a time. Um, my approach to her approach to cardio is we we start low and then we add on as needed so it's not like you're um, being killed with hours of cardio at a time um we work through the off season so during the off season she worked to build my intake up to where when we started prep we started with a good amount of a decent amount of calories and we taper down from there um just to make sure that everything was functioning optimally as opposed to like us having to do a, a huge depletion and um, having to really like go super, super extreme and super low in calories. And of course, you know, it gets there sometimes too, but um, she's, she's just really awesome about like making sure that even like after a show that we fill the calories back up again and we have a, a reset before we go deep into another prep. That's a wonderful approach before when you were with your last coach or just not even your last coach. I don't really want to like call him out or anything, but in, in experience that you had in the past, were they similar approaches or were they completely different? Um, so my last coach was pretty good about it. Um, I think the biggest difference between uh, Casey and my last coach is that like she has more variety with the food choices that she gives me. So that was the biggest thing. Like I didn't feel like I was underfed with my last coach at all. Um, it's just that he had more of a bro diet, and so I felt like it was a little bit less sustainable. Um, like, I might not have had, for example, I might not have had fruit on my plan um, past, like, the first month, you know? But with Casey, two weeks out from the show, I could be eating apples, you know? But uh, there was a coach, I won't mention any names, before that where I felt like it was just, like, very, very, very extreme, and not for that last two, three weeks where a lot of us may be extreme, but for pretty much, at, you know, the entire prep for a long period of time during prep. Can so, you give yeah. us an example of that extremist? Um, so it was not uncommon for me to do two hours of cardio. And I mean, I'm a decently small person. Like, I'm never huge. Uh, and so doing two hours of cardio might have been the case on, you know, 1,000 or less calories. 
Yeah, definitely. There's so many girls that I talk to who are doing two or three hours of cardio a day, and they think that that's normal. They think that this is this is the life. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And, you know, they'll have, you know, a thousand or uh, calories less. And yeah, I mean, sometimes, you know, maybe that that peak week, you know, or that last month, you may need to go a little harsher in that area. But as far as the cardio is concerned, um, I feel like that could probably uh, do you more of a disservice than a service. Um, do, what were the side effects that you experienced after being on so low carb um, or so low calorie and so low car uh, and so much cardio? Yeah, so I mean, I think the last three weeks before our show, even during these experiences like that, was my energy was so low. It was hard to function. And being an, a working adult, you need to have energy, especially because I'm a school teacher. Like, I have to bring energy to my students. I can't show up in there like a zombie. So it was just, it was, I felt like it was affecting my work life, my social life everything um my relationships so that was hard that was tough coming off of uh such low calories felt like it took a while even for me to build energy uh to get strength back in the gym i felt weak still um i felt like i was retaining water very bloated for weeks on end like quick to gain weight after shows just because you've been so deprived um so it was just not a good experience for me what advice would you give to someone who is basically in the um, position that you were before where you're with the coach and they're, you know, they're doing two hours of cardio. They're feeling the same way that you're feeling their you know, their, their relationships aren't as strong. They're not functioning at work. What would you tell them right now? I would say if you start the process with the coach to finish it. So like if you're trying to, if you're close to stage time, I would finish off the process, like finish what you start. However, I feel like you need to, as soon as that show is over, you need to have had a plan set up to where you're working with another coach that it will help you properly reverse out of that. So what you don't want to do is just go and start trying to build, take your calories back up to a point where you feel like it might be healthy or maintainable. You're going to, you're at that low, low point. So either talk to your current coach and just let them know how you feel. Maybe they will be able to reverse you out of that. I'm not saying that you have to switch coaches, but if that's not the case, if you feel like they, you don't feel confident in their ability to get you where you need to be, then I would say you need to go to another coach, find someone that um, is really that you know for sure reverses their clients out of shows, and then just work on building your metabolism back up by slowly increasing your calories and lowering your cardio. So you need to have a professional that can help you. Awesome. And you sound like a professional yourself. Are you currently taking on clients? I'm not taking on um, coaching clients. I don't coach at the time, um, but I am taking on posing clients. Ooh, very nice. Yeah. I might have to hit you up. Or if anyone is interested, definitely um, we'll have to hit you up and get some lessons by you because you are impeccable when you're on stage. It's amazing. Oh, I appreciate it. And so are you, Misty. Thank you. So now you're a professional, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you did it all. You've done everything. You've switched over. You've accomplished your goal. What happens next? What does Tiffany do next? Well, I would love to one day make it on that Olympia stage. So um, 2019 Olympia, I would love to be there. So I'm going to take a break for Well, I can't really say a break. <laughs> I have five weeks until my next show. And then that will be 
shows that qualify you for the 2019 Olympia points system. So I'm going to be going to Portland next, and then I'll probably do one or two shows before the end of 2018 and just see if I can earn some points for the 2019 Olympia. I would love to be there. Exactly. How do you uh, decide that? Like, how do you structure your shows for the year? I mean, I know you have a goal of the Olympia, but how do you decide which show to go to? Do you just go every month or do you do two shows a year? Like, how does that work? Yeah, so I actually had plans to do more shows this season, like um, shows that would qualify me to earn points for the 2018 season. However, things don't always go as planned, right? So this year I just found that my work, my school uh, just my demands at work were a lot higher than what I thought they would be. So I had to like take a step back and I pushed some shows back. So as opposed to like shooting for the 2018 Olympia, I decided, hey, I can go and do Tampa, which is the last show, but it's not really going to help me out for this year's Olympia anyways, because <laughs> I don't have enough points. So I figured I would go and do shows after that. Um, so that's why I'm going for Portland because I, I still feel like there's more in my tank. Like I've competed a couple times this year, but I honestly feel like I'm just getting started. So I feel like, hey, I'm not ready to sit it out for this year. There are shows that will help me to earn some points for next year's Olympia. So why not do those? Um, I chose Portland and I'm thinking Phoenix just because like based off of my work schedule, they work out very well. Awesome. I'm so excited for you. I can't wait till you get to the Olympia stage. So many people. Fingers crossed. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So many people are just dying to get to, you know, where you are today and hopefully, you know, one day get to the Olympia stage. That's just amazing. I cannot wait for wait for you to get there. I love your confidence. Thank you. (laughs) So after you became a professional, did you notice um, maybe you getting a little bit more attention or sponsorships? Did you ever decide that you wanted to work with anyone? Like, uh, what happened? So, I mean, I got more opportunities as far as clients. Um, I haven't really tapped into many sponsorships. I do have, like, local supporters. So I do have um, people that were sponsored. Hey, I'm going to sponsor your makeup for this show or... Um, I'm going to sponsor your hotel, just like local supporters who I'm very, very, very grateful for. So those opportunities have come to me. Um, I didn't seek out a supplement sponsor or anything to that nature. Uh, I think I might go that route a little bit more, but right now I'm, I don't have sponsorship. And is that okay to you? Like, how do you feel about not having a sponsor? And I mean, I feel like so many people, so many um, athletes, and I used to be one of them, where you just focus so much on trying to get sponsorships. You focus so much on, you know, hitting up these companies. And here you are, Tiffany, you're just like, "Uh, I'll do it when I want to, when the time is right. Um, How do you feel about that? I think, well, for me, honestly, if I could be quite honest, I feel like I haven't sought out sponsorship because I don't have like a huge... Uh, social media following that's just not not something that I've spent a lot of time like building my brand on social media and I do think that a lot of companies are looking for people to be quite honest that have like a following because what can you uh, do for the company as well right so I think that it's just something that I should devote time to more time to and I just hadn't done it currently just because I have the demands of uh, my dance teaching job that takes up a lot of my time and I'm very thankful for that and like 
I'm very, very, very involved with that and spend a lot of my time and energy there. So that's really the reason why I haven't like sought out certain companies. And of course, you want to like seek out companies that you really value. Um, so it's just it's a time commitment that I just haven't uh, delved or dived into yet. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of time. And I feel like you are very focused on a lot of things. Getting, getting to the Olympia is is, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot of effort, lots of things you have to consider. And you're also a dance teacher, you said? Yeah, I'm a dance teacher. And I um, am trying to build my business as well. Like I want a dance studio and I want to have a fitness component to that studio as well. So it's a lot of other things that I have on the, wow. on my agenda. So like sponsorships just hasn't, although it'd be very helpful because I feel like the more sponsors you have, the more often you can be on stage. It's because it is a pricey, like it's it's expensive. Any competitor knows to compete, it is expensive. And I do want to like give myself um, more opportunities to be on stage, especially since I'm seeking out the Olympia. So I do know I need to put forth that effort more, but it's just something that I haven't given a lot of like priority, priority towards. And that's perfectly fine. I mean, you seem to be thriving. You seem to be doing really, really great. So if there's anyone out there that's like, I want more sponsors, but I don't have enough followers, it's totally okay. Um, you can inf- you can impact people in a different way. Like I said, I absolutely love your videos. I get so much from your workout videos, and um, and you know, and you're impacting your dance students. I mean, they yes. love you. They want your attention, and you actually yep. these are people you get to touch. You get to see. You get to hug. You get to hold. You get to laugh with. You're affecting them every single day, and that's so much powerful than a like or a click. So yep, it's so true. (laughs) What kind of dance do you do? Um, I teach ballet, modern, jazz, African, hip hop, all of the above. But my biggest, my background is in contemporary dance. So my my main love is modern dance, modern and contemporary ballet. Oh wow, that's so beautiful. Do you feel like dancing has kind of helped you in the sport? Definitely, because I feel like, um, especially bikini, presentation matters a lot. So I think it helps me to have that poise on stage and stage presence. And then also uh, just the discipline. So dance from an early age, I had to get to class on time, get there and warm myself up, you know, like um, focus during class to become better. Like all of those things go hand in hand with competing, like pushing yourself past your limitations or like, being, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone, all of those things have definitely helped as well. So that definitely explains like why you're so graceful on stage. I think a lot of us have an issue, you know, it's so hard when we're trying to pose because we feel kind of like robotic. And um, one of the things I always tell my students is I'm like, just think about dancing, like, you know, just like let loose. Like I usually like to play a lot of music and get them kind of, you know, relaxing and dancing and kind of kind of like what you do as a, you know, as a dancer, just moving f- more fluidly and just, um, you know, all that, all Flow. that fun stuff. Yeah. Thank you. Flowing with it. <laughs> I enjoy it. All right, Tiffany. One thing that I extremely admire about you is that when I go to your Instagram, I always see that you're wearing your natural hair. Is there a reason as to why you don't wear your natural hair on stage? Um, yes, there's actually a couple of reasons. Um, first and foremost, I'm just not sure how it'll be accepted about the judges to uh, by the judges to be honest um i just don't see a lot of girls wearing their natural hair and um i believe there might be a reason for that so and that leads me to my next point which is i kind of like that 
kind of clean, simple aesthetic because it is, at the end of the day, it's a physique competition, right? So sometimes, like, big hair can be a distraction, and I agree with that as well. So I think that might be why it might not be accepted by the judges, but um, I just also prefer that aesthetic myself. I think it's just a more clean, simple line. No, I mean, I definitely agree. Um, you know, big hair can be a distraction. I don't think all girls kind of realize that when they're going on stage. They're like, I'm just going to do whatever. I'm going to wear a bow. I'm going to wear, you know, like first timers, exactly. of course. You may not see this on the national stage anymore. <laughs> I hope not. But <laughs> they <It's> might <laughs> do funny things to their hair. I've seen girls in ponytails, different things like that. If I wanted to know exactly what what what's the best way to do my hair? What would you say? I would say it's something that like presents your face in a great way. So um, highlights your beauty, your face, but then also just like does not take away from your physique at all. So just to keep it kind of like straight, maybe um, clean, simple, classy, elegant is usually what I go for. Yeah, I always say like, um, think Victoria's Secrets. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like sexy, but clean, but like kind of wild at the same time and not too much. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. enough to get people's attention. Yeah. So maybe like some loose beach wave curls, but not any like huge, massive curls. I mean, certain girls can pull that off and it looks really, really great. But like for a lot of people, it becomes a distraction. It actually takes away from your face, takes away from your body. It's just like wearing too much jewelry or like you said, a lot of like accents in your hair it's the distraction definitely I went through a three-month phase where I um I cut all my hair off and I went completely natural 100% and it was like one of the most scariest things I had ever done in my life but I was so happy that I did it and someone asked me hey are you ever gonna wear your natural hair on stage do you think that maybe there <laughs> might be some kind of movement where us black girls in the industry might start doing that I wonder. I mean, I've thought about that myself a couple of times. Um, I really love how Candace Lewis or Candace Carter, excuse me, her hair is really just short and natural. And I feel like it's so beautiful in her pictures. And when I see her on her Instagram and things like that, but I noticed she has never worn it on stage as well. And I wonder, like, I think it might be very beautiful because she has a really short haircut and I don't see that taken away from her. You know, it's not like having a really big Afro like I would have. So I think that there in the future, there might be a push towards that. I'm interested to see where it goes. Yeah, me too. I do know that, you know, hair definitely just like body and physique is just just one of those things where, again, bikini is extremely subjective and it has nothing to do with the individual. It just has to do with the fact that they're looking for this particular look. So it doesn't mean that, you know, if you have your natural hair and you're like, oh, my God, I can't wear my natural hair. They don't like it. It's not something like that it's more of just like this is the look they're going for if you had larger more muscular legs they're not going to like that either so <laughs> it has nothing to do with you it just has to do with the look but it would be so exciting to see it kind of shift a little bit and us kind of um challenge that yep i agree and i think it does have it does just take like a few individuals pushing the status quo a little bit so i'm wondering if that'll happen one day mm. Tiffany, you are such a strong woman. I mean, you've gone from figure, you've gone to bikini, you're now professional, and you're just killing it on the stage. Was there ever a time in your life where you're just like, fuck this, I am absolutely done, I'm hanging up my heels, I can't do this anymore? 
Um, I do think that it was a time hmm, right when I had to make that switch from figure to bikini. Mm. Because, yes, I was naturally I was drawn to figure. I thought that my physique looked more like um, a figure competitor. So it was a little bit disappointing when I realized, hey, maybe this is not for me. Maybe I'm not cut out to do this. And I was at that crossroads and I, you know, I thought at that time I had too much muscle for bikini. So I thought it would take me having to like really pull back in my training. And I didn't know if that was something that I really wanted to do. Um, now, I mean, bikini has changed. So um, it looks a lot like what figure was looking like at the time when I started. Um, but at the when I switched over initially, it wasn't looking like that. So I thought that my training would have to be altered quite a bit. And I was just very frustrated and, you know, kind of not knowing what to do at that moment. So I did, you know, I did have a very short moment when I was like, maybe I should just walk away now, had a good run. It was fun. Um, But maybe I should just bow out. And um, but I'm glad I did. Yeah, we're glad you didn't either because you're so beautiful and we love watching you. Thank you. <laughs> so we're glad Thank we so we're glad that that didn't stop you at all, girl. Seriously. Um, so I know that like you've had this huge journey and you are just so positive in the way that you see things. And is there any mentors that has like kind of been like someone that you've looked up to in the sport? Definitely, I would say my current coach, Casey Marshall. Um, well, I should say our current coach is definitely a mentor to me um, because she has guided me just so beautifully throughout this process. I feel like she always looks out for my best interests. I feel like she's very knowledgeable as well. So I'm constantly learning from her um, as far as like judging criteria, like what I can do to enhance my physique and always bring a new and better package each time I step on stage. She just has so much knowledge. And so I really like gravitate towards that. And I look up to her so much for Mm -hmm. her guidance, for her honesty, um, for her sincerity, all of that. That's wonderful. And I know she's going to listen to this and absolutely love you, squeeze you and give you kisses because that's just how lovable she is and how personable Casey is. Like we all love her. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Other people that I've looked up through, uh, looked up, other people that I've looked up to would include like India Paulino. Um, Let's see, who else? I remember coming into this around the time that Natalia, Natalia Mello was um, a great athlete. Oh, so yeah. there's other people that I look up to as well, but definitely Casey. Mm. Now, I love this question, and I cannot wait to hear your answer. If there was one thing you could confess, whether it be good or bad, about the your experiences as a competitor, fill in the blank, dear diary. Dear Diary, I thank you for all the challenges, all the struggles that this sport has brought. It has not always been easy. There's been a lot of great moments, but then there's also been a lot of struggle. So there have been days when I've wanted to give up, days where I felt unmotivated. Um, But those were the days where I had to dig really deep and push past what I thought were my own limitations and just go for it. And those are the days that made me a lot stronger. Mm. Thank you for your confession, Tiffany. What advice would you want to give someone wanting to become an IFBB bikini professional? Do your research. Hire a good coach, so a knowledgeable coach. 
and then also talk to other competitors because although I do love this sport, I feel like um, a lot of people see the glorified version of the sport and it's not for everybody. It is for a certain type of individual. Um, and I feel like those are the people that have longevity in the sport, the ones who are already like happy and healthy, you know, they're already happy with themselves, are there is for people who are able to like really push and go to extreme levels, but they can also like keep a certain perspective about things. So if you're someone that doesn't have a very thick skin, it might not be the sport for you. If you're someone that takes things personally, it might not be the sport for you. Um, if you've had any type of like um, eating disorders, I'm, I'm just going to be honest, it might not be the right sport for you. So it has to be like someone that's looking to push themselves to a new height, but um, be able to like keep a, a certain perspective about yourself um, and not let the industry eat you alive because it can, it can do that to some people. So it can be like a very dangerous place if you're not in the right mindset. So I would say just to like do your research, talk to people and make sure that you're mentally prepared to embark on this sport. Thank you. There are so many takeaways from what you just said right now. Like everybody needs to write it down and rewind, listen to every little thing that she said because it's so powerful. Thank you so much, Tiffany, for being on here today. We love you so much. And if there isn't anyone who has never met you, but after this, they're like, I have to know who this girl is. I have to follow her. I want to follow her journey. She's going to go to the Olympia. How would we be able to find you? Oh, so my Instagram is fit underscore T underscore CV and I'm Tiffany Van on Facebook. Perfect. I'll definitely have all of that in the show notes, Tiffany. Thank you so much for being on today. Thank you for having me. If you love this episode, just as much as I love this episode and you know someone who may love this episode just as much as you and I loved this episode, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you could help me help others. So please, if you loved it, it takes 30 seconds to leave me a five-star review and share with all of your friends. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And always remember to never give up on your dreams.